Welcome back to the Listen Up Podcast, where we analyze a new album each week. I'm Nick, and this week we've got me, Jamie, Holy fucking shit, and Jordan. I wanna go to the moon! This week we're gonna be taking a look at You and Your Friends Deluxe Edition by Peach Pit, released in 2020, and it was picked by Jamie. So Jamie, why don't you tell us a little bit about this just glorious album that you picked for us this week well i chose it because it's fucking great first off he's popping uh secondly i was gonna choose it like i I think i said it last week i was gonna choose it like last year i mean so the the regular edition came out i think in may maybe april 2020 and then the deluxe edition which added psychics in la denny's garage and adidas dropped uh early october 2020 i think um so it came out but but i when so this feels like a fall album to me i've already talked about this before but i have like the weird thing where certain music it feels seasonal to me and peach pit i feel like i get really heavy into the their more energetic stuff in summer but most of their stuff i listen to a lot of it in the fall normally but so i wanted to choose it last year before it got to winter because that's you know like a bon iver season for me but I just didn't feel like I knew, like, I knew that I wanted to talk a lot about it and I didn't think I'd had it, like, familiar enough. And so then I pushed it with plans of choosing it this year, but it just haven't gotten back around to it. Uh, But then last week, I was like, fuck it. Let's go ahead and do it now. Um, Because as I said, I don't know if I said it, but so I chose Being So Normal in my top 10 albums. Uh, That's their first album. Not their first EP, but their first full album. Uh, listener, if you haven't listened to it, go check out that episode. It was very good. Um, and I, I should have mentioned it if I didn't, but I almost wanted to add, like, you know, have Being So Normal in it and then have this also in my top ten. But, but be, then I was like, I'm going to push it to honorable mentions. Exactly. That was the thing. And so I was like, well, no, I shouldn't do honorable mentions because I need to save space. So we'll just yeah. we'll, we'll push it. But, like, I, I – like, the, there's few people that I enjoy all of their discography as much as I do Peach Pit. Like their EP, their live session, and both their studio <sighs> albums. I love all of them. Um, so I was excited to do this one, got around to it. But I actually, I was, I almost said it beforehand, but I wanted to save it for the episode. But in doing like analysis this week, as in just more actively listening to it, um, on the way home today but in my notes i wrote it down i made some discoveries about the album that i hadn't connected before that i'm excited to divulge that probably a lot of people won't care about but if you do care about it i think it's pretty cool but i'm, I'm gonna save it i'm specifics i'm gonna save until like i could literally talk about it specifically but it's very neat so okay um I'm yeah, I mean, that's, kind of, that's just kind of so. So this is one where you know we did being so normal, but we did it a long time ago. Nick, I know you've come to like that album more since we did that episode. Yeah, Jordan, I don't even know if you've listened to that album at all. Any which album? Of it. It's just, being so normal, the first one we did, like I think it was like episode 
I haven't listened to it since. Do you remember? Uh, yeah. Do you remember if I increased my rating at all? I don't remember off the top of my head. Pretty sure you did. I'm pretty sure you did. Uh, I think it was kind of like an RKS thing where you were like, "Oh yeah, yeah." I, think it, uh, I wouldn't. I, can, I wouldn't I mean, put I it on that level. Right now. I uh, right. being so normal is it's good, but that RKS album, that like I thought it was great, and I listened to it again, and I really thought it was phenomenal. They're a, yeah. they're oh, a very unique thought, band. Oh damn! Remind. I thought you did go up, but you stayed at seven both times. If. Mm. And Jordan went down from a three and a half to a three. <laughs> Oof. Hey guys, we're going to do Dreamland again. <laughs> Shut up. I was thinking about that. It's round two for I us, think... round three for Jordan. No, wait, no, no, it'd be round one for Jordan. No, what am I talking about? Yeah, it's round two for us. <laughs> that shit was funny. Um, Heat waves have been I'm bad. Yeah, I was thinking about more stuff when I was like walking or walking home when I was driving home today. <laughs> walking home would take forever. That's a walk. I can't remember what I was doing it, but it was in the same realm of like, oh gosh, my mic's actually falling over. It's in like the same realm of like. Uh, sure, that's gonna be great for me to listen to while editing. It's really not that bad actually right now. Anyways. Keep talking. Sure. I forgot what I was gonna go with. <laughs> but yeah, so so I it? I really is that why you're walking home. But, but I was gonna ask. So, how do y- how do y'all feel like this album compared to being so normal? Probably a better question for Nick than Jordan. But you know, uh, I think I liked I liked being so normal as a whole a little bit more. I feel like mm-hmm. this this album like I, I saved a couple songs off of it, but I yeah. a lot of them were just kind of like background music to me in a way mm-hmm. where I, I didn't gravitate towards a ton of them yeah. but um but a couple of my uh, and i liked some different ones like they didn't all sound the same the ones that i liked mm-hmm. two of my favorite right. ones are sounding kind of similar like a uh, black licorice and um figure eight i think yeah have kind of like a similar similar feel bit. to them but um but i also really liked uh like you and your friends and sidekicks in LA and those are probably the most rock influenced songs on the album. Right. So they um sure. they they hit some different bases for me, you know. It's not like it's not like I just go to them to listen to one single sound, you know. They they got some variety. Right. Yeah, I mean they're kind of and and I would say that that's a very fair thing cuz I I mean I had that for a while when this album came out. Like I liked uh, I liked most of the singles that came out. The, so Black Licorice, uh, Shampoo Bottles, and Feeling Low were, I think those were the three singles for the album. And I was like, Shampoo Bottles is great. I like Black Licorice. I wasn't so hot on Feeling Low, but I, 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 like, I like every song on the album now. But I've, since it came out, that's really what I felt too. And then I've, in the you know, ensuing year and a half, I've just really come around to the entire album as a whole. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I definitely get what you mean with that, where there for a while, Being So Normal was like easily my favorite project of theirs, and then I've really come around. It still is, I think, just because of how like just airtight, uh, Hot Knifer, Not Me, uh, Tommy's Party, and Private Presley are in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a crazy um, track list, but I still really like this one, too. Um I would have said I also kind of agree with Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to it a little bit, and it did seem again just 
like like good music if that's what you want to listen to. Right. But it did seem a little like what background music you said or like mm-hmm. just listening to it while And I think and and I think I mean even really liking this album when I actively listen to it, I think it, it it's kind of that's something I like about it and kind of their music as a whole. It's it's in that genre where it's really good background music and then if you want to actively listen, I think it offers more like if you listen to the lyrics, mm-hmm. but it's not like like when I when I'm you know need to focus either when I'd be doing homework in in college the little homework I did senior year, or like if I'm at work and I'm trying to read stuff but I want to have something like to occupy the part of my mind that kind of wanders in the background then I'll like put on this album at you know low volume so it works really well for that um, yeah and I feel like if you don't have context that seems like a diss to say like an album is really good background music but I actually like. I'm someone who there's a part of my brain if I'm not really locked into something like if I'm idly doing a task I will completely like mindlessly doodle I would do that in calculus class like whenever we'd be learning I would just doodle but that's so that I can focus on what I want to but I have that part of me that needs some sort of occupation so like for me, low volume background albums serve a really good purpose for me, and I know that that's more of a niche use case. But uh-huh. I don't know. I just thought it was worth bringing, you know, worth mentioning because that is something that like impacts me regularly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I uh, yeah, and I figured that this would get a little lower reception overall because there are some songs on it that I don't think are. I mean, you're right. I think holistically being so or being so normal is because it's also being so normal is shorter so mm-hmm. it's easier to have higher quality like the density of quality there i feel like is higher um but i don't know i still really like this album and i wanted to at least throw it in the uh throw it in the ring if only to just talk about how much i love peach bit even more <laughs> i was about to say yeah that's when well, you, you get to choose an album because you get to talk about how much you like it also that's <laughs> definitely one of the you you were talking about uh you, you were talking about the length of the album um of uh being so normal being shorter so there's like to me when an album is shorter there's less um ability for it to be diluted i guess by by mm-hmm. its by its lesser songs you know like yeah like, like if it if if an album's longer it makes the songs that i dislike the most it makes me dislike them even more. Stand you know up, I mean? right? Yeah, because <laughs> you're like, um, come on, I'm, you know, get on with it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, I was actually thinking about that today with the Duran Jones and the Indications private space that we did last week, and I um, I, I just had the realization like so many of the songs on that album are like their best songs to me, even compared mm-hmm. to like their entire discography. Like, like the songs that I like on that album kind of like middle ground if if they were they could probably be a lead single for either of their other albums and i would like them more because of their relative comparison to like the other the other songs released alongside them you know like right it was just a strange realization that i came to and i was like why does my enjoyment of something depend on the other things around it but but that's well, also I mean, just everything. Kind of, so yeah, like the whole is only as good as the product of its sums, or whatever the fuck that saying is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's we like went to kind of I mean, it, yeah, if you, we, if you, we can like, say phrases. 
Because if you, it's like if, it's like if you're watching a movie, right, and you really enjoy like two thirds of it, but it's really long. The longer it is, the more you're gonna hate that one third that you don't like. True. Yeah. The ending better pay off, you know. Yeah, and if it's bad enough, then that's gonna tarnish your entire view of the movie, right? Like, if you think about a movie being great, but then you know maybe the last ten minutes are bad, you're gonna hate that because then you're gonna feel like it's not worth whatever subconscious time you're investing so i think it's a similar principle if you view one if you view an album as kind of like how a movie is a holistic art form stuff like yeah. that yeah yeah like tenet I, that's that's a terrible example actually because i want to watch tenet say, again because like, i think i but that movie's weird because i have like, i haven't think watched it i like I watched it. the majority of that movie uh, i i'm that isn't like a two-thirds love one-third meh situation that was like yeah a majority meh situation for me See, but, I really enjoyed it, but I think it was because I was trying to figure out the whole time what, like, what was going on. And I sometimes I enjoy shit like that, but that's not something like I haven't seen it since then because I just haven't been in that headspace where I wanted to do that. But if I want to, then it's good. Like whenever I do my occasional rewatch of Inception, I'm like, hell yeah, this is great. Inception's phenomenal. Yeah, unlike movies like Interstellar, where it's good from start to finish, that's and true. it's. My I haven't seen Interstellar. Don't. My don't, favorite. Don't You've never not, seen it, not, dude. It is okay. Wow. It is my favorite, not nostalgia-driven movie. Really, like yeah. it is my third favorite movie. But have you ever remember, seen The Prestige? Perhaps no, I haven't. That, but dude, my, you need to see that movie. <laughs> Interstellar is my third favorite f- movie. But they're literally the made by the same person. Are Transformers the original animated movie from the eighties? <laughs> Purely nostalgia driven. I can oh. quote every line from that movie while watching it. Oh and then gosh. second is Iron Man. Similar vein, but not as heavy this nostalgia. Is... And then my third favorite is Interstellar because of not nostalgia. I just love that. Movie. You're just telling on yourself right now, man. Interstellar should I'm be. Telling on... Interstellar should be above Iron Man. Uh, dude, nostalgia is powerful. It, it is. I gotta say, it it had me in a trance watching like Endgame. I was. Uh, oh, yeah. I, oh, dude! The whole time I was like, <laughs> "Fuck you!" Let's <laughs> I, I was I was hyped in that IMAX theater with you. Exactly. That's why I was like, I'll pay twenty five dollars for a ticket for IMAX for this because I've been waiting eleven years for this gratification. I also don't sure. buy popcorn and drinks at movies, so like the ticket price is my only price, bro. Yeah, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a popcorn at the movie. I splurge. I have too, hella notes too. for this album, so we might want to go ahead and start getting into it. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I don't know. You might you might balance it off with how little notes i have but <laughs> i mean it's hard to tell because mine's on a phone screen and it's all dictated so it's easy true, to true, say true. we also quickly. holy true, shit, true. we also <laughs> we also have already spent the first 15 minutes but it's this, this is gonna be a soundboard way. episode you're just you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> echo off of our vacant vacant minds <laughs> vacant i wish you would have s- spat take that on your computer that would have been great i would love to spit pineapple session sour all over my <laughs> computer microphone and ipad oh, that'd be great <laughs> that'd be amazing um but yeah so so i mentioned it earlier but so the album starts out with feeling low which was actually the first yeah the first two songs were both singles that came out so you know listening to the album wasn't anything new but i like feeling low a lot more now oh and then parenthetically fuck boy blues <laughs> um I was about to say that the the title turned me off a little bit, dude. I'm like, it's a little it's confusing. Like, it's a little confusing. I don't he's know. Like, 
dude, the fuckboy blues, dude, this girl showed a picture of my dick. She didn't respond, <laughs> my guy. Okay, we are so down I, bad right now, boys. So we need to chug a lug a little bit. I of, believe a little bit of scoozy right now to get us get us going again, boys. <laughs> like that. That's what I because, thought about when I read right, this title. Exactly. I was like, it's a, it's off putting because yeah. And and listen to the song. I don't understand it, but I think it's because he talks about in the song. The, I the narrative is basically like. That I have these problems, but they're not real problems. So I think I think the title is in jest of like making fun of like the woes of of fuckboys. I believe the, okay. the burden of being I, charming. So it's ironically so, woe. So the burden it's of being It's kind of satirical, hot. I think. Because so the what I love about Peach, but one of the things is they operate themselves how I want to operate like this podcast, <laughs> and like if I had a band, I would do it because like they just don't take themselves seriously at all they call their fans and their fans call them both ways it's daddies is the referential term daddy it's very confusing uh but when i tweet it not from the official podcast twitter but when i quote tweet it from my twitter i'm gonna at them again and say something with daddy i'm now at the point where i can i'm comfortable doing that in the public eye um okay but so i think it's it's some sort of satirical uh, some sort of satirical title mm-hmm. um, but I really like how it starts off with not really a lot of drums or anything and then at the end of the intro it all comes in I want something always more or less than what I have could be Right there that's always fun um the choruses are also really good uh where it kind of drops out and then they come back in and there's a build before it starts and you know me by name And then, I mean, starting off the album with a great guitar solo. Always enjoy mm. it. Something Chris does uh, phenomenally. I think... It's hard because it's hard to look at a holistic body of work from anyone, but he might be like my favorite just guitarist what? right now. That's like yeah, still the guitar music. in this actually sounded really good. I usually don't like love, like I I, I like guitar, but like it, it it stood out to me. It stood out to me on this album. 
We know we yeah, know you're a yeah, big I'm, Daughtry guy, a big Uncle Cracker guy, you know? We know you like yeah. guitar. Yeah. Because it's like, I love, Day at least, I, I should I'm say, I should clarify, my favorite lead guitarist right now that's still actively putting out music currently. Because, like, you know, Jason Isbell, he's got some great acoustic shit and some great electric shit, but it's he's not, like, predominantly a lead player or anything. So it's... True. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um... But yeah, it's great. I, I that song, like I said, that song has really come around to me, uh, and also I really like Black Licorice as well. Yeah, one of my favorites. Like that's another one. I enjoyed it when it was a single. Have you did you, uh, this album's weird because I'm I'm now the guy recommending music videos. Have did either of you see any music videos from this album? I've seen no. the um, Psychics in L.A. a long time ago, but that's it. Yeah, so that one is great. Black Licorice is also hilarious. Okay. And then uh, Figure Eight is not hilarious. It's just cool. It's like a, it's like a sketchbook kind of animation for oh, the song. Cool. And that's cool. Oh, Vic and Leo are leaving me. Oh. Oh, they're back. Oh. 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 What you doing? What? What are you doing? All right, now they've left again. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah. So Black Lec- Black Licorice. Well. Black Licorice is great, um, but I, I like how the there's the contrast of the end of Feeling Low, and then uh, like Black Licorice is just that like acoustic guitar starting it off. But so, and the chorus is great. I I could probably say that for every single song, and I might. But the chorus for Black Licorice is great. It's very enjoyable. And so, I say, hmm? th- this song was a little slower for me. It wasn't one that I particularly enjoyed. Um, uh-huh. It was. It, it did give off that like you know, just kind of relaxing vibes. But mm-hmm. again, I it, it's not the type of music I really listen to that much. So right. Um. Did it hit yeah, that? Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I get that. I get that. I, I was I was obligated to like this song. I also liked it without being oh. obligated, but I I had to like it because. Aren't you, you a black licorice guy? You all know me. I'm the Jägermeister guy. I, everybody yeah. says that's true. I've never even eaten black licorice before, but people say that's what Jäger tastes like. It so. does. I mean, that, I like black Jäger more than black licorice. Sucks, They're yeah. not one for one, but they have the same root flavor. Jäger is is not bad, especially mixed in things. But black, yeah, black licorice. licorice the black jelly beans no that's that's the only one i don't eat. i don't i know i know you love jelly beans i'm not a huge jelly bean guy at all yeah i I love jelly jelly beans but i hate black licorice jelly beans my apparently my kryptonite is is the damn uh black forest organic gummy bears goaded oh my god dude there's a before face jam they get them sent to them a little bit they do like a snack thing at the end of episodes uh and i think that there's a better gummy bear out there that we have to get there's no way (laughs) they're called like albanese gummy bears or whatever okay i don't remember the brand but apparently the way they describe it sounds like why we like the black forest ones but even yeah okay my my mom before i came down here you know you know that like box of 65 that she got me for graduation she got yeah. me another box before I came to Houston, <laughs> and I just finished the last pack like two days ago. It so, took you that long. Yeah, I, I was I was really good about it. 
but like literally every time I would be eating five a day. Yeah, every time I ripped <laughs> open a pack, I was just like, "Oh my god, it's <laughs> so good!" <laughs> it, it felt like uh, I was I was doing something sinful. Ooh, they're amazing. Lusting over the gummy bears. Um, Go to confession. But no, so this is the first song where I started to draw more lines, and I have a theory. So. In so the song is really cool, and I think it's a really interesting way to talk about alcoholism. Oh, in Black Licorice, I'm pretty sure that's uh, what the song's about. I'm almost really see, because so Neil got sober, right? Oh, okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure that this song is because he talks about like you know, fuck, I don't maybe oh I don't remember her name, but he says like oh whoever's doing a good job walking the line, not like I, something like that. Mm. Allie goes it just like me, but she's on a stride of keeping her shit right in line. She's good at holding your shit in check, whatever. And he talks about because he because the song is like, but I'm so wasted all the time. I'm so okay. wasted out of line, right? But. So that's one. I just think it's a really cool way to talk about how alcohol. Oh my god! Whoa! Alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. That's what I stumble on. But I think it's a really cool way to talk about uh, how alcoholism affects like your friendships and relationships, and how like you know people don't want to hang around you. Your black licorice. Your friends always leave you in the bowl or whatever. They don't want to pick you for stuff, right? but at one point he this i think it's the second verse it starts off he says like chuck chuck is gonna have to carry me home but he says that's fine because he's my baby he don't mind Chucky knows he'll have to carry me home and he'll say that's fine but he's my baby he won't mind well on being so normal on the song being so Peach normal more Peach when he's outside universe? when when he uh, I'm gonna get there when he's out on the porch and the person he's talking to the narrator in this instance probably Neil they say you know are you fine or whatever are you okay and he talks about he's like I'll be fine I'm just freaked cause I saw Chuck kiss Livy Jean so on a real note I think that what it is is uh I think they actually use their friends, like, names, at least their first names for the most part, in their songs. That or they mm. know what fake names they have them and then continue that thread. Or, on a more fun note, and there are more things later, the Peach Pit Cinematic Extended Universe. <laughs> the, the PPCU. Okay. <laughs> the PPCU. I, I, I mention it later on, too. But it's, I mean, it's just so cool to see that. Whether it be fully constructed or just like a product of being like real shit in the songs, I was like, like I said, how many people are going to notice that he uses the same first name, presumably about the same characters? You know, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. This is this is looking at it from a heteronormative perspective, but I mean, it would make sense oh. to have your friend Chuck kiss Livy Jean. You're freaking out because they shouldn't be kissing, and then later on, he talks about Chuck. He's gonna have to carry me home. You know, I don't know. No. But, PPCU? Uh, <laughs> PPCU? Uh, the Turnpike PPCU. Troubadours, they, they do that too. I know like they, um, yeah. one of their big songs was called Good Lord Lori. And then they, mm-hmm. uh, he talks about yeah, Lori lots. in like two or three songs later in their, in, in some of their other songs. Yeah. I mean, it's, I always, I always enjoy just catching that shit and being like, oh, that's cool. You're, you're a but real I, I had never thought, I had never thought about that until like literally when I was listening to it on my way home, I was like, wait a minute, Chuck and Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you mentioned Figure Eight. That's that's the next one on it, and I think that that song was the one that I I was kind of lukewarm about this album, and then I listened to it. Like Figure Eight came on a daily mix a couple months later, and then I revisited the album, and that's when I was like, oh shit, no, this is really good. Um, yeah. So I, I can thank that song for getting me back into to this. Oh. Um, but it kind of occupies in my mind the same space as like. Uh, Hot Knifer from Being So Normal or Seventeen from mm. Sweet F.A., their EP, where it's like there's a loose narrative to it, but it's for the most part just like feels like a fluff whatever. You're just – the yeah. narrative isn't what's great about it. You're just listening to like the relaxed vocals and, you know, vaguely like vibey spaciness to it. Yeah. But I, I really fuck with it. That's kind of why I like it is because it's, it's so dreamy and – like a like danceable or something like it uh it feels like it would be a great song to play at a roller skating rink that's true and that's what it's about it's about ice skating but i think it works for roller skating Yeah. Any any skating, ice skating too, you know. Yeah, I mean, she just says uh, the weed I had's working. Actually, she says, "Can you can you lace the can you help me lace these up instead?" Because the weed I had's working instead. So she never even specifies the skates, but he yeah. does talk about like being on the side of the frozen lake or whatever, and you can't roller skate. Oh, uh, okay. So it it is about ice skating, mm-hmm. but for the most part, he just talks about like doing pirouettes and. You know stuff like that. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I read yes, something sir. on Genius that said the um, I think they wrote the song about uh, a cabin trip that they took with some friends, and uh, that makes they're they're from I'm pretty sure they're from Vancouver. So okay, yeah, a lot of frozen lakes out there. Yeah, yeah. And, and he said that's what they were what what he wrote the song about in the chorus. Was, Those damn Canucks. <laughs> it feels like a Canucks, like a bad word. Yeah, it's I, just a normal word. But that's another one. The, the verses are great. And then just, and it's purely because of Neil's delivery through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's the, um, like when the verse ends, there's a little guitar build up into the chorus. Love that part. Um,
my. Oh, that was a that He's was a belching. Uh, yeah, so I think I think that the next song, for a while, it was my my low point on the album, but it's Puppy Grin. Mm-hmm. Puppy Grin. I'm fine with it now, but for a while, I didn't love it. But I think it's I'm pretty sure it's Vic's favorite song on the album. Oh, really? it's 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 she really it's likes a little it. more upbeat. I yeah, I, I, I think like that's what she well. likes a lot. Yeah. It's kind. Of, it's kind of a more like dance. Like I feel. I feel like you could dance to this song. You know, if like comes on. Like you know, yeah, like, for sure. You know, white person dancing because right, right, right. I have no rhythm. Absolutely. You know, I, I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I didn't really have many like cut in notes about it. The chorus is really fun. I will cut that in. But I, I do appreciate from a songwriting standpoint Neil's dedication to like the puppy motif throughout the yeah. whole thing. Where he talks – like it starts off, you know, I'll sit right here with my puppy grin. The chorus is like, it's not like you to come back here begging, which it works. But that's also uh, like a thing that dogs do. And then no, later on no, he talks no. about like someone's on someone else's leash or something like that. So like it's they're subtle puppy because image. it still works conveying the like narrative of it. And they're kind of yeah. words you would use whatever. But if you look at it from like looking for dog references, there's a lot of like double entendres <laughs> in that regard that I think is just pretty say, funny. I didn't get a ton, but you saying like like the begging thing and mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're subtle ones because it's not phrases that would stand out normally unless yeah. you're looking for like dog words. Yeah, yeah, that'd that. be really fucking funny if he was like, "Now give me a treat," you know. That'd be... <laughs> but he never now get does. on your I knees really and wait, <laughs> bark for me. <laughs> <laughs> the, ruff, that, ruff, would, ruff, that ruff. would make the song. That that would actually get on your knees and bark for me. Ruff, ruff, ruff. <laughs> that have the opposite effect of the cat album. True. <laughs> Peach Pit um, dog beat album. <laughs> There's the literally no one's uh, gonna even understand that. That's nope. A, that's in oh, reference yeah, to either. that's in reference to Run the Jewels cat beat up. Yeah. Meow 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 the jewels. I think is the name of it. Yeah. Um, meow the jewels. But so, so Brian's so movie, funny, the uh, where my uh, ad lib for this week came from. Um, I I love how delicately Neil delivers the line, "Holy fucking shit!" in this song. It is so. <laughs> funny to me. But it's it, it is, sounds good. It but is it's like, so funny. It's it's kind of offbeat the first time. Well not it's not literally offbeat, but it's it's right. just yeah, it's surprising the first time you hear it. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> just very baby, softly, baby. melodically. Holy fucking shit. It's hey. like I'm back hey. in my own basement. Hey. Do, hey. Do, do, hey. Do, hey. Yeah. So I, it's great. I like the whole song throughout it. Uh, it was one for a while. I don't think Vic liked very much, but I, I enjoyed it. We kind of, mm. it was like the inverse of Puppy Grin mm. for us whenever we'd listen to the album. Um, but I enjoy how before every single, uh, 
like every chorus there's it, there's like a the lowering in the music and then uh it swells back into it a lot of dynamic range in it um and specifically i know it's going to be long like to cut in but i couldn't separate the two of this and have it make sense or the three of it but i really enjoy uh, where the the bridge is great and then it builds into the chorus and then it goes into the outro solo and I, I like wow. that outro solo I love it so it's really fun and then like super groovy and stuff and so I know it's going to be long but I'm going to cut all three in at one time because that's like okay. my favorite part in the song is that whole it's like a, the last minute and a half of the song please be over it right you always had my Back is a short guy Waiting now On you Coming back around You're just faking now Seems that's my But it's worth it, listener, hopefully. Hopefully you didn't just decide to say fucking and turn it off. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. But yeah, th- so that part I just, it's great. You, but you, like everything I like about the song is encapsulated in that section. Encapsulated. Encapsulation. Encapsulation. <laughs> oh! I hate this. Um, I hate how our what? brains work. Stupid brains, yeah. dummy doo doo brains. Stupid brains think that I need them. How did how did how did it, NC State let us graduate with, with degrees? They gave me they gave me two degrees. That's that's hilarious, bro. That's they gave them to me too, bro. Crazy, crazy. It Ryan's movie. Crazy how a high GPA. Didn't love it. Doesn't really. It just didn't wait. stick out for me. What'd you say? Sorry. Crazy how what? <laughs> I said crazy how a high GPA doesn't really help you that much after you get a job it's uh no, it it's one of three things i was good at in my life oh. <laughs> <laughs> but still it's more like you have the you have the ethic though you have like the ethic uh-huh. there that's the but it it, it 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 does like mild out a little bit as far as like work ethic and smart goes because like you can still do your work even if you have like a lower gpa you can if you, as long as you just like do the work you're pretty good, you know. Mm-hmm. This is this is to all you people still in school out there. Don't give up. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> cool kids, stay, yep, stay stay in, stay in school. This is for all you kids. It gets better. Yep, it gets. All all of us down. are all of us are thriving and uh, just just our best selves right now. Yeah, not sad at all. <laughs> Uh, you you can that... you can be sad and still be your best self, you know. Exactly. Well, maybe. Well, that, that. I guess kind of overall, you know. Like as as long as yeah, the sadness right. isn't like 
permanently uh, overbearing. You get what I mean? You gotta you gotta conquer that a little True. bit. Sure. One hundred percent. Yeah. All right, guys. Now on to Camilla. I'm at home. Oh, <laughs> uh, Camilla. <laughs> this this kind of ties into what you were talking about. How you could still be sad and feel good at the same time. Yeah. So Camilla is a great song. It's a it's up there. To like me. maybe top I, three. I feel like well, this was no, 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 not top three. One of Jordan's least favorites on the album. That's just a hunch that I have. It was a little more faster, so I liked it a little. Really, bit. you like more this? than I'm... like. Well, no, not, I didn't like love it mm-hmm. like as much as uh, like Puppy Grin or some of the other ones I'll say, but right. like like Black Licorice again was just like really slow and and it was a little lower too. So this one was a little bit more upbeat. So I gotcha. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I, I so it is. It is. It's pretty. I guess it is fasted, but I think of it as like a low. It's still one of the more low key songs. Like nothing yeah, yeah, goes it crazy is. It in is. it. it um, but I love like the relaxed intro and then the vocals and instrumentation cut out and then it goes into the first verse. the first verse chorus whatever um but it never gets old i always really enjoy that part um i just i love the i love the i love neil's delivery in the song Mm -hmm. i think it's fantastic Mm -hmm. um the subject is really cool too i think you know i talked about how in tommy's party how that part of like a friendship falling apart isn't sung about much in you know pop music um and i think that the Camilla one also wrestles with a subject that is very real. I mean, especially for like teenagers in the digital age or teenagers, you know, early twenties, whatever. Um, Cause it, I mean, it's not necessarily like serious, but very still relevant and poignant uh, yeah. talking about where um, just speaking on the, the f- like facade that social media is. Mm-hmm. And so how it's, how it's all about like, I mean, the course is like, you know, you might think that it's me you really see when you're scrolling through, you know, i.e. unnamed social medias, but it's not really. Um, and then also kind of talking about how that plays into um, or runs up against being in some sort of relationship, like in a, you know, maybe a talking stage or like someone you're friends with, but you want to like somehow break out of that or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. then being at the point where you don't know how to do that and so you're still you're progressing through this whatever relationship where you're like i want to do this but i don't know how you know just that tying into the the facade that is you know pretending you're all right through social media or texting or whatever but uh really you're at home sad (laughs) is like what the song is about um but yeah, I mean, I just think that's really cool because you, you don't, I can't think of another song that wrestles with such a specific yet very relatable thing. Um, 
I don't know. It's of, great of though. Crafting really your cool. online persona. Exactly. Yeah. Or, and then or, just you know, being a or your whatever persona. Person. Right. Your first. Yeah, your first sona. <laughs> uh, my first. Yeah, yeah, Google that audience if you uh, if you're not. Yeah, familiar Google first sona if you're not familiar, and then and then uh, pause this. Google first sona. Rewind 15 seconds here, then you'll understand. But but uh, but but there's also, I mean, there's also like rules of the internet, so you have to just you know be in tune with that. So look up Fursona Rule 34, and <laughs> you should. Yeah, you, you have to. You have know, to really foot. Yeah, if you, you should uh, know, you should know etiquette online. Yeah, if after, you're not well versed, you need to look up the 34 rules. Yeah, you need to know the 34 rules of the internet and like standards of procedures of how to yes. handle yourself online. So you definitely want to look up Fursona Rule 34, and yes. and it's you don't want to have you don't want to do that thing like when you try to look up a recipe for cooking and you have to scroll through like pages of it. So yeah. just go ahead and save time. You'll find a really cool flowchart. Google. Persona Rule 34 and image search it. Save yourself time, so <laughs> yes. you don't have to look for anything. And that it will just it'll it'll help you out. I will I will take no part in this. You're uh, welcome. Yeah, yeah, and then come back, thank us, and now we can get on with the episode. Now that we've helped our audience learn about using the internet. Um, but so to wrap up my thoughts on Camilla, I I love the build into and then the subsequent. Uh, final solo and how the refrain comes back in. Love all that. Gonna cut all that in. sounds great but also i think it's cool it's another cool songwriting point because when the refrain comes back in and it ends on talking about seeing a vision mm-hmm. but uh like not knowing if it's real or not and normally the chorus ends on but you will but with this one when it comes back in again and it ends the song on it he doesn't say but you but you will or whatever at the end so there's no confirmation so the song ends on a uh like a question mark of is this real or not like is this relationship real or not instead of the assurance that normally ends the chorus it ends on what the whole song's thematically talking about which is not knowing necessarily what's concretely real so i just i caught that as well while driving home and i was like huh Wow. Damn Neil, you did it again. I assume I assume Neil Damn, writes so. is I think that Neil writes most of the the lyrics. Yeah. Um, as far as Second Life with Emily goes, is there any lore behind this, Jamie? It seems like a title that would have a lot of lore. Um, I don't. It. 
I don't know. I know that he has changed relationships, so I don't know if it has, like, real-world implications or not. Uh, Don't worry, we'll get more into the PPCU later on. Um, But with this one, I'm not really sure if, if there's, like, concrete lore behind it. Uh, but I really enjoy it. I've always thought, I've always been conf- like wondered what the song title was. Yeah. Uh, did you say? Did Did you say concrete? Concrete. I might have said concrete. Interesting. Concrete. Oh. You're from Yakin. Oh, concrete. Mister Denver, Mister Big City. Ooh. No, wow. that's not a Denver thing. I think for a while there was a point where oh, the I don't know why, but I changed sidewalk. from. If I'm talking about like a concrete like a solid idea i'll say i'll say something more along the lines of concrete that makes sense but if i'm talking about like <laughs> the road or pavement i still say concrete yeah like that's that a concrete sense. sidewalk that but i'll still say like concrete idea or i treat the word concrete, concrete as if it's like succinct i say it in a similar way i don't know why okay don't okay. know where that came from but succinct I versus like yeah i noticed that like a ye- yeah, exactly. I noticed that like a, a year ago, probably. I was like, "Did I just say concrete?" Mm. Okay, you should uh, you should present at academic conc- conferences. I should. I should do that. J- just because of that, <laughs> I show up and say, "All right." You should. You should be a, a speech con- presenter. Someone else does all the research, and then they just give you the PowerPoint. Three point two GPA because I <laughs> learned, but I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. And for me, that doesn't look like a 4.0. Um, but so, but in Second Life, I like the slow build, how it builds really slowly, and then it goes in with that, like, it's almost like fucking ska music. <laughs> it feels like, like the, the, the rhythm in the verses Pe- of it. Peach but I really on dig there. it. shit Pe- on their smash mouth shit peach bits on their indie on their sublime music yeah indie, indie smash mouth uh <laughs> but then also yet another great build up into and then the chorus of uh second life with emily I, that's a that's one of the great ones on this album that you know just it's fun to belt out in a car you know yeah come out here to waste my time Demons were coming out uh, of Jamie's mouth. Oh my god! But we can, we can get into the PPCU with. Uh, I'm ready. I'm pretty sure. I'm Tell pretty me about sure it. That it's. Tell me about it, kid. Wait, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not until Thursday. I thought it was live at the swamp, but 
Oh. My notes don't seem to result that. Damn. You silly goose. Uh, but it's so Live at the Swamp, it, it, I don't have too many notes for it. Uh, but I love the solo because it's not, it's one of the solos where it's not just Chris going fucking ape shit on the guitar. Yeah. It's, that's where there's cool, like, rhythmic call and response between, like, Chris on the guitar and then, you know, the drums and bass. Mikey Pascuzzi and um, Mikey Pascuzzi. Oh, Pascuzzi. Yeah, the the uh, he he plays um, harmonica sometimes too. Hell yeah. He'll do they'll do live. He he only does it live, not on any albums. But I think he's supposed to be doing it some on the studio album they're working on right now. If they get a little out. if they get a little twangy on this next one, it might, it might be my favorite. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, a little. That's yeah, but um. I saw. I mean, uh, we'll see. Was it Chris on on Instagram playing that lap steel? They did a. Uh, I'm pretty lap, sure it's. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Aphrodite, alrighty Aphrodite. But yeah, Chris. Play, Chris is playing like a lap steel version of the like guitar, and then Neil singing in like a honky tonk style. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think I sent you on the on TikTok. Chris, I think has just done like straight up fucking around. On lap steels, and I probably sent that to you, probably, because I know you're a big, you're a big lap steel guy, yeah. um, big lap steel guy. But yeah, so big it's so, guy. but but back to the um, what I was talking about the solo. It's Chris is great messing around with Mikey on the drums and uh, Pete. I th- I'm pretty sure it goes by Pete. His name's Peter, but he's the bassist. Hmm. Um, Pete, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> That that fully broke me. I was not prepared. For that. Uh, Peter. Yeah. So they they have really good uh, like playing with each other. There's like some good hard stops and stuff like that in the solo. Uh, and then there's like that nice halftime groove at the end that goes into the chorus. I like that. I like that shit. You like dudes playing with each other is what I gather from that. No, I like. Mike, Chris, hey, whoa. and Pete playing. He's projecting. Guy. I, I'm, not, I'm not judging. Not a blanket guy. statement, but I love it when Chris, Mike, and Pete all play with each other. <laughs> Sorry, daddies. It's okay, it's okay. Uh, oh, God. But yeah, so I just really like that. Live at the Swamp, it's one that I forget what song it is because I never remember like what song with the title go together, but I enjoy it listening to it. I just don't cue it up mm. purely because I never remember the name of it. Yeah. Because huh. I don't think he ever says live at the swamp. At least not in a Definitely memorable not. way, if so. Unless he was uh, touring in a swamp and he's like, hey guys, we're live at the they're, swamp. They're I, I don't know what it means. I just don't know what it means. Because at no point this week did I sit down and look at the genius lyrics like while doing it because I just, well, I've listened to this album like swamp. 30 times. So I don't, yeah. like I know the words to it, but I haven't read them. Mm. So I don't, I don't need know. to brag. Ooh. But I also wanted I to do that to prevent myself from getting uh, intrusive genius 
analyst thoughts <laughs> for this album, you know? Uh-huh. I haven't I haven't said braggadocious on this podcast in a long time. I used to say it like roasted you every other episode, yeah. Haven't brought up Radiohead in a long time. I'm evolving. That's called Is growth it? hunting. Yeah, yeah. I'm That's just I'm just being happy. You didn't peak in high school. You're out here getting cuter. <laughs> Oh what? <laughs> that's a lyric or something. That's, yeah, Jack Harlow. That's one of his lines in Industry Baby. Oh, yeah, okay, so okay. That's what it is. Yeah. Did I? Sorry, wait, did I not send to that? a lot of Montero recently. Wait, did I not send that, or did I? Did I? Did I like that on Twitter and you saw it, or what? That's just in the song. That's just in the song. No, but I there's just, like I saw something like like a, like a genius lyric that was like that though. Oh, I don't remember. You might have. I just I, I either like it on Twitter or I, I feel like I put it somewhere. I can't, I can't remember though. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, but yeah. So so moving on into uh, shampoo bottles, another great one on this album. I love shampoo bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, talking about facets of relationships that you don't really hear a lot. You hear like. You hear what is mainly on your mind when you break up from a serious relationship because of like yeah. the heartbreak, right? So yeah. most breakup songs, you hear the heartbreak. But that's what I like about like I, I th- I'm pretty sure it's Neil's writing, is he does like the obscure parts of the ends of relationships. Like, um so it sounds really good. I love the verses, I like the choruses. It's it makes me laugh whenever he says um, in the first verse he says like all that hoo ha from your health food store yeah like making fun of like <laughs> buying shit at Whole Foods but it sounds like he's like censoring himself right but the next yeah. line in the verse oh, he bet. says the word shit <laughs> so like why say hoo ha yeah it's kind of funny it's just funny. Geeks. But it's really good. Uh, but it's it's interesting because it's the part. So the song talks about the part of a breakup that it's he's beating himself up because you know the relationship's over and he looks around at his apartment and he sees like her old phone charger or her old oh, like deodorant, yikes. her old toothpaste, like all that shit. The like non valuables that if you're in a rush to leave, you leave behind. Yeah, and. It um like if like it's like if Vic left me, you know, tomorrow, God forbid, there'd be so many just material reminders that I know would just sit around. 
So yeah. it's like uh, that'd be very bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, listeners, you just heard a you just heard a a, a jump cut. Uh, <laughs> but I'm but so yeah, so there, like I said, there's I there's. If when you get out of a long relationship like that, especially if it's one where like you either live together or you know they're coming over all the time and staying the night, there's going to be so much stuff around that you're not. No one's going to think about when they leave, but then you're left alone with it when that person's gone, right? And so there's the material reminders that you don't think about until you know when you're in your day to day moving around and you're busy, you don't think about it because it's not important. But then you know, like the song says, when you're sitting with the stuff alone that's when you see it and you feel it all and you go why can't i fucking get rid of this and then it's still that like subconscious attachment i think in a lot of ways this song thematically parallels chaos and clothes off of the nashville sound an episode that we did a few weeks ago i also hadn't drawn 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 those connections until listening to this album i was like yo what the fuck this kind of this kind of it ties into like where uh, lovers leave chaos and clothes in the corners where you rarely ever go. That one's yeah. talking about like spiritual goods people leave behind, and this one's talking about material. But it's still the same yeah. principle. It's also like like, oh. a, like songs that she sang in the shower. Yeah, yeah. great one. And, uh, Another great one. Yeah, and um, I think that's I think that's one of my dad's favorites on Southeastern. Oh yeah, he really likes that song. Yeah, and it it like directly parallels. Um, Still feel like your man by john mayer mm-hmm. like the second verse of that song is uh what mm-hmm. God. i still feel like your man he says something about he says something about like a literal shampoo bottle like still in a yeah, shower he, he talks about he says in case you yeah. want to wash your hair mm-hmm. what a guy yeah no so it's Such talked about you know a little bit but do you think it's a coincidence that the songs we just named the parallel this like niche thing there are people who I really respect from a songwriting standpoint <laughs> uh-huh. sure I don't know all I'm saying is Neil's crafty the the indie the indie surf boy sound of their music deceives you from the cleverness of their writing both lyrically and like musically mm-hmm. uh, they're deceptively incredible <laughs> um but so so Thursday, the next extinction in the PPCU. Um first off, I love the juxtaposition between how relaxed the verses are and how like frantic and frustrated the choruses feel in this one. Um I don't know. I think it's really good. But the PPCU comes in because in the first verse, he starts off by talking about coming through the radio silence, I hear you know, your voice coming through talking to whoever the person you're hearing through the radio silence, you're hearing them talking to whoever they're with. Coming up in the radio silence happened to hear how you done nothing this year but the same
and and so that's where the song gets set up and it's them going through strife in their current relationship but it follows the song directly before it in shampoo bottles the chorus is i've been leaving you in radio silence so i'd love to catch a pass as in like you know i have all your shit at my house but I'm doing a good job of ignoring you and not relapsing and trying to reach out to you, so I should get some credit for that. That's what that course of Shampoo <laughs> Bottles is about. And But then Thursday starts off, I hear your voice through the radio silence. So it's it's not PPCU in the sense that it ties back to like a different album, but it does tie in from one song to another. And it I think in the PPCU, Neil is the narrator of shampoo bottles and the person who left him and their stuff is at his house that's making him sad is in a relationship turmoil with their rebound that they're having issues with in thursday because then he uh, talks about i hope i'm not fucking up your thursday by like you seeing me or whatever in public i think that's what it's about i didn't read the words but listening to it that's what i thought and so i think it's kind of like a gives you hell all american reject situation a wick band interest i don't know i don't know I like that version. Think about it. He said, "Yeah, uh, give you hell." And I think your your teeth is the only song I didn't have any notes for. That was my least favorite. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the only song on it that I'm still like, I don't skip it, but I don't ever cue it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I still sing along to it, but I'm not loving it, right? Because then it goes into one of my favorites on the album, which is You and Your Friends, the the titular track. Uh, oh, also, wait, wait, I forgot, to, I forgot to intervene, Jamie. You went on to the next one, too. I was just going to say, I really, really just like the drop on Thursday. Yeah, where where it where it goes from that relaxed chorus to then like yeah. A, Sorry, I wanted yeah. you to I wanted you to say it's everything, good. and then right. I, I felt like I, I I forgot to like intervene at some point. I got you. Had to had to get out the the PP. It's like it's like the closest to an EDM song that we're gonna get, you know. Yeah, absolutely, dude. When I think when I think the drop in Thursday, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Let me just start raving to this. Let me fucking headbang to this shit. But yeah, you and your uh, friends. Yeah, you and your friends. The original, Me and Nick. <laughs> before, before the deluxe version, you know, this is what the song ends on, right? Uh, yeah. And it's great. I think it's a it's a great end to the regular album because it's it's one of my favorites on both. Unlike the deluxe version, it's still one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, but I love the pre-chorus and then the chorus. it's so good um but it, it so it's it's great because if you're thinking about it from the context of this is the end to the album it originally it wraps up the original narrative right 
uh, an album that explores like failed relationships and like coming to grips with yourself and also kind of like happy times like in figure eight where it's like you know just whatever happy times so i think it kind of it it wraps everything really nicely um because it's there's it's got a fucking phenomenal solo at the end of it And then the final chorus comes back in. Um, but then in a similar way where Camilla was asking, like, is this vision real? That in this one, this is the one where it says you will at the end of it. The other one it talks about in Camilla, it's talking about like, I don't know if what I see about our relationship is real, but this is the one where when he brings the final course back in, instead of saying uh, you will it ends on just like a like pleading question at the mm. end of it and so that's it kind of ends the album on overall it ends on an unsure note and i think that it's just representative representative of how like up until this point this album has explored a lot of like what it means to just like be coming of age as a person in life and then it ends on a yeah. question mark because life is just one big question mark so i think it's just it's really cool from that perspective as well it also just sounds really good <laughs> it's a really good also, I just it ends the song on a really high note like the music yeah it just instead of like having a also feel good resolution it ends weird. on a like Go a ahead. uh mm-hmm. I, I like that <clears throat> i like that melodramatic like stuff i like that that meta yeah. stuff you know i'm into that i'm into that big brain that i like i liked stuff. inside Sorry if that makes me annoying. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Twitter community who hates anyone who likes Bo Burnham. I do like the distortion at the end of you and your friends, though, too. Yeah. I think it's a fun part where it starts distorting it. And again, distortion is just fun to listen to, dude. Exactly. Just fun to listen exactly. to. Oh, you should check out this indie band, 100 Gex. That's the- I'm on the sugar. I know they probably didn't even do that song. I forget. On there's one song that blew I up. That, that, there, there's, I, I think they did do Sugar Crush, right? Or no? I think so. There's one song that blew up that like it sounds like them, but it's not them. Like at yeah, all. yeah. Let me, uh-huh. let me but uh, that might be Sugar Crush. Their big song was Money Machine. It might be Sugar Crush and um, Sugar Money Machine and Ringtone were kind of big. Sugar Crash. Oh, wait, it's Sugar Crash. I think. I'm a. Uh, oh yeah, Sugar Crash is done by. Eliado, all the all the Eliado fans are gonna be mad. Oh, okay. By Ellie Golding. <laughs> but if you don't, oh, I want something nice like yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I'll send you a. It's a. I think it's a ringtone remix. 
the song ringtone by 100 gex it has charlie xcx and rico nasty on it oh well, i know you're big rico, on your, rico. I know you're big on your hyper pop shit i've i've never been rico, consistently rico. on any hyper pop shit kenny i just kenny i've listened to like three songs by 100 gex and i'm like these aren't terrible they're, they're catchy they're no funny. i know i, I yeah, I actually, I actually kind of dig it. It's kind of just like, it, it feels good to listen to something that's just like never. Whenever they come out with their next album, ten thousand Gex, I'm picking it, and we're Jordan and I are gonna love it, and you're just gonna sit there and 10, 000, and deal with it, Jamie. Ten thousand Gex. I have died every day waiting for you. Boy, did you just send a Skrillex song oh, in our Discord chat? I no, I sent a Larue song that has a Skrillex remix. Oh, okay, okay. The kid. The Kid Larue. There's a um, there's a Larue song that was remixed by Tyler the Creator that I know. It's pretty good. Yo, what? He doesn't sing. He yeah. doesn't like rap on it at all. He just like redid some of the yeah. beats and stuff. But it's it's good. I got it. Um, Yo, Tyler's in the song. Doesn't sing at all. Well, that was literally me. Oh, that's an old <laughs> that's an old David Guetta. <laughs> yeah, that's classic. what I was, That's probably how a lot of people were. What what'd you say? The old David Yo. Guetta special. Oh yeah. A Tyler feature? Hell yeah. That was also me on uh, Juanita by Sturgill Simpson featuring Willie Nelson, where Willie just oh, yeah. plays his guitar. <laughs> but but he, he is known, he's known for his for. guitar, his signature guitar named Trigger. It has a name. True. So I'll, I'll excuse it. Trigger... I mean, most, most a lot of, a lot, that, a lot of people have famous guitar names. Yeah. Like Lucille, BB King, Lucille, King. Did you say Baby King? Did you say Baby King? Yeah, Baby Keem plays the blues. <laughs> uh, my dad said he saw he got he was lucky to see BB King one time live, and a bunch of people brought roses and laid them on the stage like just while he's performing. And he said at one point he looked around and. Ev- like every woman in in the fucking like pl- venue was crying. I was gonna say, did, didn't point. you say that oh he just gosh. said people were like weeping at the concert? Yeah, he said that people were just like openly weeping. I mean, if you've yeah. ever listened to like the real blues, like yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's powerful shit. It's incredible because blues is the music of the soul. You know, I, I watched a um, I watched a YouTube video where. Um, I think BB King like restringed one of his guitars like on stage or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, well, he would damn, do that bro. shit. He bust a string. He would just he would just use the other strings while while fixing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah crazy <That's> shit. <laughs> Absolutely insane. The, like, I I didn't like, I didn't you under- just have to be good enough to be like, okay, yeah, no big- I know what sound I want to go for. I just use a different string for the next like minute. Yeah, I um. I didn't uh, realize the complexity, or like I I never fully understood um, like how insane it was that Jimi Hendrix taught himself guitar like upside down. Right, he he was left-handed and mm-hmm. taught himself with a right-hand guitar. Yeah, all all he could get from the pawn shop was like a right-handed guitar. Yeah, and so he taught himself just playing upside down on a left. Yeah, and like I like because he was left-handed. Yeah, I heard that and I was like. And then once I I watched like four guitar lesson videos and I was like, wait, literally the conventions of everything are incorrect. Like 
<laughs> I, guess, I guess maybe not really. You just have to. You but you have to memorize everything upside down. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. if you want to play chords, that, you have to the, flip your hand. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, and and he also played so much stuff. I think eventually he did like string it in the right order, just still upside down. Hmm. Uh, but I mean, he just his he, it was like fucking Mozart, where he just he was just a savant. Like he just was so. Like his brain yeah. just worked in such a way that like it just made like it just clicked, and then as a product of that, you know, life wasn't stimulating enough. So then he got addicted to drugs when he was in Vietnam, and then eventually succumbed to that at twenty seven. Uh, yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, just crazy shit like that. It like that's it blows my mind uh, to do that and then revolutionize the instrument and how it's played and sure. have such a legacy where. You hear a sound and you're like, oh, someone's playing like a Hendrix chord. Like, that's crazy. Sure. Um, but so so we've now, we've wrapped with the regular version of the album and we've moved into why I wanted to do the song. Really, all three songs, this is one of the ones where the deluxe version adds three great songs to it. But primarily, I wanted to talk about Psychics in L.A. Because it's like... It's a great one. It's, it's one of my favorite songs by them in general. Mm-hmm. I love Psychics in L.A. The... Uh, this one's a great music video. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It is hilarious and also like cool. Visually, it's very cool, and it's I mean, but it, like it's funny, but it's not an absurdist funny. Yeah, it's it's just like real life representations of what led to the writing of this song, and it's just a hilarious situation. Uh, but the chorus is fucking great, right? Um, Especially with the guitar that's in there, and then there's that breakdown that that goes between the chorus and the verse, and then it goes from the chorus, the solo back to the verse. Uh, but that shit is money, dude. It's so it's a like high energy, and the melody is interesting. The it, everything about it is awesome. Uh, yeah. And then um, in the second verse, where Neil delivers line. There's no way your baby's home safely. I that part is just delivery wise phenomenal. Are you faking? Coming to get it in such a room. Winks at me like she's in, but it seems I've run upon somebody's racket. No way, your baby's home safely. But, but yeah, and then just the whole solo is fucking awesome from start to finish. Yeah. Solo. Uh,
and I think I didn't realize this until uh, just you know thinking about it while listening to this for the album. I'm pretty sure I've seen Psychics in LA live. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that they played it at Bonnaroo 2019 because so the song is about. Okay, so so watch the music video now if you want to have it be a surprise. But the song is about Neil's <laughs> friend. Yeah, spoiler alert. The song is about Neil's friend taking her cat to psychics in Los Angeles because oh. it was depressed and she wanted to see like what was up. But I remember him distinctly talking about his friend. So Neil is really great because he's very – you could tell he's uncomfortable in front of a crowd. But he's not, he's not like he isn't – like – he doesn't talk he just talks too much and so (laughs) he told a story about taking a trip to los angeles and hanging out with his friend who'd moved down there and wanted to go surfing at the beach because he's from canada so he's like you know i don't do that there and her cat was like sad or sick or something and so he was like well can we just just take it like it was a saturday so he was like well we'll just take it to the vet and she was like no I'm going to take, I need to take it to a psychic to get like its aura read. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's a cat. And then, so he was like, whatever, we'll go in the morning. We'll go surfing in the afternoon. And then I think he said like, the psychic was like, yeah, your cat's suicidal. It wants to kill itself. (laughs) And and he was like, lady, you're ruining the vibe. I just want to go surfing. And so I distinctly remember him saying that. And I think he said, like, anyway, here's a song about that called Psychics in L.A. But I don't remember it being this good. Mm. But I think it's just because I was so – they were the first concert we saw the first day of Bonnaroo. So we were like, holy shit, what is going on? But I think think if I were to watch it now, I would have remembered that. But, yeah, so I think I've seen the song live. And it's just one of those ones where, like, maybe they, like – like how John Mayer has a few songs that he only plays live and doesn't put on an album until they yeah. put they put it on the deluxe version of this record for whatever reason. But yeah, so I, I realized that literally as I was like getting home today. I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen this song actually. <laughs> but that was cool. Um, yeah, and then I really like the other two. I would talk about more. I, I You know, uh, the intro was great and then the end of the verse and the chorus in Adidas is really good. Uh, and, but I love the solo in Adidas. I'm on... ones where i'm like on the edge of my seat the whole time listening to it it's very interesting and driving yeah um and then the the final solo in denny's garage is great it it just feels very it's a very raucous end to the album Rowdy. And yeah, so and I think I think, but I think 
overall, you know, I just I really uh, really enjoy this album as well. So that's that kind of sums up my thoughts up. on on the piece. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have too much for the uh, disc number two. It's funny how like you can classify that on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, they were all right, but nothing nothing super stand out. Psychic Dinale probably was my favorite out of the three, but yeah. decent album, I guess. Decent, decent album, I guess. Well, um, I guess we you can come go to ahead. me on the day of my peach pit, <laughs> and you tell me you don't like. No more parties in L.A., huh? You, That's what you do to me? You come to me on the day of my album, and you say... You say, no more parties in L.A., huh? I say, no more L.A.'s in psychics. Okay? <laughs> Please, baby, no more psychics in L.A. We need the collection. <laughs> Please, need the baby, collab. no more psychics in L.A. Kanye no produced, more psychics in L.A. <laughs> Kanye produced Please, Peach baby, Pit no more Peach psychics Pit in L.A. produced Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. Kanye, Kanye has a guest. I, I feel like if we got some... Because he was too busy... Doing guest features and make uh, for the third album. I feel like if we got some some Chris guitar on a Kanye beat, it could go hard. Devil in a new dress. Mm-hmm. But a couple I'm not songs off. It's the best song on that album, but I'm saying it's easily top two. The best song on that. <laughs> top two, and it ain't two. <laughs> top two, and it ain't two, buddy. Uh, okay, buddy. Uh, maybe top three, and it ain't three. You know, contextually run away. Just off the rip, Devil in a Dress. Okay, anyway, since we've completed so, the album uh, review. Yeah, Nick, do you have any final thoughts before we rate it? Uh, no, not really. No. It was a, it, it was a right, decent well, overall. Uh, all right, so then I'll go first, and then it'll be Nick, and Jordan's going because he's picking next week's album. Uh, no surprise, but I'm giving this album a ten. God, oh wow! What a surprise! Did I, like, like, oh, what a surprise! I, w- I didn't, I wasn't going to give it a ten, and then I was like, you know what? I think that I'm, I think I'm going to be giving this a ten. Maybe I'll lower it a little bit in part two eventually of re ratings, but for now, ten. I'm good with it. Is that a ten? <laughs> Let me try something. <laughs> so, so now to get increasingly less impressive, Nick. What's what's your what's your rating? Uh, oof, do you think? Oof, oof. Um, let's see. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a five point seven five. I was expecting, you know, between six and a seven. I know, I know. I, I, I was going to... Wait, what'd you give it? 5.75. 575. Sorry, I thought you said 9.75. I was like... Who? <laughs> 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 Sorry, I was just really tired. I didn't, I didn't want to talk about it that much. But, uh, no, you're good. But yeah, I uh, I don't know. It, it didn't hit the same for me like um, Being So Normal did. or uh, Maybe I wasn't in the mood this week. It it was I don't know some something wasn't right whether it was it was my uh, mental space or or just if I just don't like the album a whole lot but but five point seven five yeah. is is where it's at. Gotcha. But I saved some of the songs, you know. You Black go. licorice banger. I'm the Jaegermeister guy. What can, <laughs> what I, can say? I say? Hey, hey, I love. They know me as the Jaegermeister yeah, guy. I'm a huge hey, old Jaegermeister, Jaegermeister guy. guy. Okay. 
Hey, give Nick, me stop it, bro. He's drinking literally. He literally has a problem, guys. Don't, don't, guys, guys, don't do not, do not reach piece. out to my friends and loved ones. Okay, I'm literally doing fine. All right, dude, okay. This is not a cry good. for help. All right, he's a social drinker. <laughs> okay, nothing I'm too so- crazy. I'm a social drinker. I I read Twitter while I drink. I'm talking. I literally text exactly, my friends while dude. I drink. Okay. Exactly. They don't respond, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but it is what it is. I'm putting the effort. It in is. There. I'm it being is. social. <laughs> okay. So so Jordan, what are what are you gonna give us the final verdict on the album? I'm gonna give this a three point six five. Okay. That was very precise. I enjoyed it more. And if you put it on, I wouldn't hate it. Uh-huh. Well, some of the songs I would prefer you not to play. <laughs> well, but some, some of them I could, I could, I could cruise to, you know, as light ambient or talking music, you know. Sense, but uh, so yeah, um, yeah, light cruise music like "Blonde" by Frank Ocean. My guy, pretty like. <laughs> it's not. It's not even, Frank, blonde, so. not even on "Blonde." That's not even on "Blonde." I know. That's the. <laughs> It's on Channel Orange, okay? Hand me a towel, I'm dirty, dancing, by myself, gone off task. Do you want to hear the album for next week, Jamie? Or are you going to keep singing, huh? Huh? Oh, well, so, <laughs> I thought you asked next if I album next to week is- I thought I thought you were asking me if I wanted to listen to Blonde for the album next week. I was like, fuck yeah. Uh, no, so, do you want to so hear the- So, the-, aver- the average score for this week, 6.47, seated at 42nd. Uh, I don't think it's tied for anything. <laughs> yep, just chilling at forty second. Uh, so then, okay, now now you can go ahead. What what are we listening to next week? We're listening to "Baby's Back Yet." It's not "Blonde" by Frank Ocean. We're gonna listen to Montero. Okay, nice. I didn't know. I thought. I thought what you Sorry, said I was, was, I was trying to do the that. album title, Baby's and then you went so far away, we didn't hear what you said. When you when you said yeah, that, I, said, I, I was like, I was like, what is that? What is that? But I, <laughs> I was, I was hoping you were. Gonna... I've heard it's good. Yeah, and I'm gonna force myself to listen to it just because it's one of those albums where even though it's good rated and everything, I'll still just like put it off, you know, just because mm-hmm. I'm lazy. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna force myself to listen to it. All right. Guys, is this is this our is this our most topical album yet? Probably, I think so. as far as release yeah. window to it dropping. My Probably. sister tried to get us to do it with Beacon uh, No, <laughs> Solar Power, but I was like, nah, I don't think I don't think it's uh, it's yeah. quite good enough for a, for a fresh. Uh, I would like I almost popped off album. with uh, with Claro's newest album, but didn't do gotcha. it. Well, I dude, dude, next week is gonna be. I mean, literally, that's like. I was I was crossing my fingers for Donda, but this this is a pleasant surprise, dude. Donda was the one I was gonna choose until I looked at it, it had a one hour and forty eight minute. Have uh, you not listened to it yet? I have listened to half of it. I still listened to the second <laughs> that, that's, half. I listened to songs here that's and there. Hilarious! I thought you I told you I'm lazy, dude. I told you I'm lazy. No, it's acceptable. I've decided. I think the album's mid. Well, like all. I still like a lot of the songs I saw. All of like the part two though. songs, like the secondary songs that are like have different yeah. features, they're like all worse than the original songs. But dude, um, I yeah. yeah, I don't know what the f- I I don't know the jail part two are kind of like dude. <laughs> if, if cut that we part, did, if cut we that did part. Do Donda, 
If we did do Donda, Dude. I would unfortunately probably tear it a new one. I well, I'm not even. I'll probably I, do that one at some. I'm not point, a big jail honestly. guy. I'm not a big like uh, what like. What's the song? Wait, you're really not a big jail guy. Yeah, jail's like jail's like all right, even though it's kind of like guitar heavy, and I like a lot of like guitar rap. Who got your jail tonight? I'm not a huge. God don't post my bed. Not a huge jail Dude, guy. Not a huge off the grid guy. It's just fine. I don't know. But man. like I don't uh, get it. off I don't the grid get is the really good. But but hurricane. People who know and love Kanye like your album. So that says a lot about you guys. Hur- hurricane. Not gonna lie. It, hurricane's a lot about phenomenal. Your mental um, c- there's a. See, Hurricane, I like, like the, so, the, the song that's like a hi with a bunch of eyes or hey, that's like funny. There's yeah, yeah, funny. praise God, baby Keem is on that one, so it's like top three, you know. Oh, I yeah, just dude. That, I dude, it, it, we will, we will probably get around to Donna at we some point. Great, great, great. I want to Nick. I I I would have done it if it was less than like an hour and thirty, <laughs> but it was an, it was like two hours. Yeah, it's, it's and I was like, you know I got what we were talking about? You know stuff? what we were talking about at the start, where we were talking about how long albums, if you don't like a decent amount of the songs, it makes it even worse. I think this exactly. is a case of that. It is a good example. Where maybe maybe a third of the songs are we palatable, the great, great, great. but but then the fact that it's an hour and a half of time, and I and I ended and I was like, yeah, dang, mm. I feel that. Yeah, I can without uh, a doubt say that, that it's better like that. than Certified Lover Boy though. That album is. Haven't listened yeah. to. The, haven't listened to C C L B. I can also without a doubt. That album is like uh, like mid of the of the year, like mid of the last few years. It's like the epitome <laughs> of of middle of the road, just like fine music. I just like it because I think it's starting to let people see what I see Drake for, which is like three good songs every album, and the rest of it is the same exact boring shit. Yeah. Yeah. I've been saying it, and then CLB dropped, and everyone's like, "What is this corny fucking shit?" Man is—I well, don't know how old right he now. is, but he's too old to be him. He's yeah. too old to have his yeah. persona. He's too old to be cornballing right now. <laughs> I mean, cornballing. And like, yeah. Uh, but so, so we can cap off real quick with our with our recent listenings. Uh, the Man, only Logan album, the only album I wrote down was Montero. I've listened to it three times already. Okay, um, yeah. and then funny. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts on my commute because it's oh. it ranges. It can be as short as twenty two minutes. That's the minimum time it can be. Uh, but on the way home, a lot of times it's like fifty minutes. Hmm. Uh, so I listen oh. to a lot of podcasts, a lot of TMG, little tiny meat gang action. Uh, but I have been listening song wise. Stay by uh sam smith the kid the the, the kid leroy the kid leroy with justin bieber yeah i'll be fucked up if you got me right here i'll do the same that song don't tell me nick don't listen to that song that's a great song it did don't talk about immaculate vibes dude i'm telling you i've been i've been telling you guys about the kid leroy since day one i haven't listened to anything else by him i only know the song Hold up, hold up, hold up. I, 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 I can like pinpoint the day like I started listening to him because he. Okay, so I'm not gonna take all the credit because I follow Lyrical Lemonade and he finds a lot of people. So, but he had a he had a music video with the Kid Leroy, and it came out January 31st, 2020. Okay. Okay. I feel like I was before the Kid Leroy wave, you know. 
like hipster, a lot before the kid Leroy. the kid Leroy fan. I knew it the was kid it Leroy was it was when he still had cool. crooked teeth, dude. I was I I I, like, I was with like him when he was still a baby. Radioactive. What? I had that with Radioactive. We've already talked about this on a different podcast, but I discovered Radioactive on Pandora while while I was playing COD with some friends playing some Black Ops Two Zombies, and I was like, "Yo, y'all gotta fucking listen to this song." And I did that old school shit where you want to let them hear what's in your headphones. So you put yeah. your mic in the headphone, like take it off your head and put it in there. So it sounds like shit, but they were like, that's crazy. And then literally like a week and a half later was when it hit radio and was everywhere. And I was like, oh, I yeah. found uh, I found thrift shop like the day before people started talking about it in middle school. And I was like, yeah, I was like. I, I like the song, but I was like, "Damn, other people actually like this song too." I did that. I did that with "Broccoli." Oh yeah, by Big Baby. Dr- yeah, I, I, I started listening to it. This is this is the kid Leroy I grew up with. With you know, this guy, the one with short hair and crooked teeth, like really crooked teeth. You sent me a song by him a long time ago. <laughs> like his teeth is like up. like he looks British. Hold up. Yeah. No, he's <laughs> wait. Fucked. <laughs> he, he got Kid the Leroy he, he got those Will Ferrell bottom teeth. Oh, oh look, look, look! This is a side by side comparison. How bad it used to be. He used to have like a really crazy tooth. Wait, guys, his teeth aren't that bad, right? No, they they, they were a little bit bad. Yeah, um, my teeth are kind of fucked too. That's what the joke was. Oh, uh, not as bad as the, like. Well, yeah, definitely I mean, he not looks as bad. British. <laughs> He got he got crazy straight you. teeth now, dude. I was like, what the fuck? Anyways, uh, the, 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 the only thing you guys need to know is that I was a Kid Leroy fan before it was cool. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll accept that. So uh, I guess you guys want to nail down your recent listings and we'll go ahead and yeah, a, sorry, sorry, take sorry. this one out back and put a bullet in it. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just go. <laughs> we got W Hotel, this My Like Mike, Smoke Perp, and somebody else can't see it. Uh, good night, they had... I, I might have said that last week. Good night by Kanye. Um, Cut me up, Wacotron. Laugh to myself, Vela. I've been st- st- the song "Stars" by some guy. Don't I don't know what the <laughs> what the guy is. Target practice, Envy Kane, Swerve, M1H1, Ill Chris. Um, I'm Chris. Uh, I'm ill. Morrow by 070 Shake. <laughs> That's impressive. That, that Big you're persona. On your Popping tags. Dude, I feel like it's not that crazy just because Kanye like plays her a lot or like. Yeah, I I haven't listened sample, to like, I haven't listened to like any of her original stuff, but I I was under the impression yeah. that it was more like alternative indie stuff. And then Poppin' Tags by Jay Z, Big Boy, Killer Mike, and Twista. Wow. So you know we. You Bro, know did that you say be- I'm gonna pop some tags? Only got twenty dollars in my pocket. Are you talking about the Grammy Award winning album? The we can't. Heist? We can't talk about this. We, we, <laughs> we, we can't talk Ryan about this right Lewis. now. It, the episode's too long already. I'm, I'm about to go on another tear, like I did the other oh. week. <laughs> but uh, Yonkers. Or should I say Yonkers? <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, Dawes. Dawes came out with a new single this week, a cover of a Bright Eyes song called "Easy Lucky Free." Um, oh, I listened to that. It was on my uh, on my release radar. This oh time. yeah, it was yeah. good. I really yeah. loved it. Yeah. Um, uh, Nate Smith, who's a, a, a 
relatively well-known drummer, I think, in like the music industry. I know he's played with Wolfpack members, and he toured with um, Brittany Howard for her solo tour. He's played with her a lot. Uh-huh. Um, she got featured on the final song on his newest album that I love a lot. The What's the album called? The album's called Kinfolk 2. And there's like a subtitle. What is it? Kinfolk 2, See the Birds. The song's called Fly. Um, but yeah, love it. And also, like, nice. randomly, I've also been listening to... Uh, well, not super randomly. Charlie Crockett came out with a new album. And it was it was pretty good. Um, and uh, Nice. Actually, randomly, I did listen to some Alison Krauss yesterday at work. And I enjoyed that. So... Nice, oh nice, nice. brother, let's go down. She be she be, she be picking that thing. Down. Come on, that she trip. be picking that. Thing. I actually don't know what instrument she plays. I just know that she sings in bluegrass groups. So. I'm a little sour Kraus. <laughs> I'm I'm a little, I wish that's what I'm her fan base was called. That would be incredible, but I don't think that's string picker. Oh brother, let's go down. The best, the best scene in a an overrated movie, for sure. Is that a Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Yeah, yeah. I I didn't love it. Like people, people love to rave I, about that. Movie. It, it's good and it's fun with it, but it's because we came from redneck Bible country. True is why is why they fucking go sure. ape shit for it. Like it's a good movie, sure, but we watched it and I was like. Uh, now I see why Southern Baptists just go fucking crazy for this. Movie. <laughs> I feel like I didn't. But in the same I, I, in the same way, I feel like it's also kind of a critique on something. Uh, so I, it's an interesting movie to look at from a uh, a motif and symbolics. I mean, it's an allegory, allegory. The prison warden, the devil, you know, stuff like that. So I mean, it's cool, but. It's I don't know why people like Love just it. fucking yeah. cream for it. <laughs> True. It's very weird. Yeah. On that note <laughs> though, uh we're gonna go ahead and just say thanks for listening this week and remember to tune in next week where we're gonna be taking a look at the freshly hot off the press Montero by Lil Nas X. Uh baby back, yeah. Be sure to listen to it as much as you want so you can have your thoughts and mentally join in the discussion during the episode with us. Uh, if you want, you can also physically join in the discussion by throwing a comment your, our way on uh, either YouTube or Instagram. Or if you want, you can also tweet them at us. We're on Twitter at ListUpPodcast and Instagram at ListenUpPod. And those accounts as well as all of our personal handles are going to be in the description of wherever you found this episode. Um you know, make sure to give at least one of them a follow, both if you feel so inclined. They're, the content is a little different every week between the two. Um, but, yeah, that's also where we put out any, you know, updates or announcement regarding the show schedule-wise or, you know, if we come out with new merch or anything like that. Um, that's where we send out information. So, uh, also, if you enjoyed this episode and feel like we've earned it, if you wanted to throw a rating and review our way, uh, would be very kind of you and we would appreciate it, but absolutely not required. Uh, yeah, other than that, for now, we'll catch you next week and remember to listen up. Listen up.